Well, maybe you were one of the three people on the planet that didn't notice yesterday, but both Facebook and Insta, Instagram, <gasps> went down, was inoperational for uh, some time. What exactly uh, happened? Well, let's ask our uh, tech expert, Adam Oldfield. He's on the line and joins us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Adam, uh, are you okay after yesterday? Did you get through yeah. it all right? I, I managed to get through, Jeff. Thanks. Yeah, I'm climatizing. Life's getting a little back to normal. <laughs> I managed to get my medication back on track. I, I, I'm feeling much settled now. Yes, the world can continue to move. Yeah. That's much good. Better. That's good. Now, listen, do we know what happened? Uh, was this just an IT update that went wrong uh, by Facebook and Instagram? Well, what's happened is there's a lot of changes happening within Facebook, and we've seen that with their announcements of some of the alterations of their servers. They're doing a lot of integration between WhatsApp, Messenger, Facebook. They're all sort of getting linked together. So in this case, I mean, first of all, we're talking a Goliath of servers and features within a system that have a lot of moving parts. And what happened was the servers were overloaded, and they had a little bit of a malfunction, a little, meaning the entire network went off. Um, and in this process, obviously, they've learned from their mistakes. They've claimed they've got a backup. So there's a bit of a, whether it's true or not, uh, a limitation of this happening again. So really, it was just a server overload at the time. They're trying to migrate the three systems into one network. Yeah. Tell me about the reaction from uh, users online, because this is not the first outage. Uh, I know Instagram uh, went down, uh, I think, a month or so ago uh, as well for a few hours. And it's uh, it's amazing to see how people react to this. Well, you know, in some cases, I understand their reasons. So many people have set themselves up where Facebook and Messenger have been more or less their, their, their guide of how to make an income. Um, and this is what I keep saying to people that sit back and use this medium as their focus of how to how, how to make a living is the fact that once it goes offline, I mean, so so many things you can do with Facebook and, and Messenger, uh, particularly when it comes to having it on your website. It allows you to integrate with with other customers. And and the one area that I looked at, and and you heard of the outcry. I'm sure everyone wasn't missing so much the fact that they couldn't see Grandma's pictures. I think what we were seeing was people depending on it as part of their small business. A lot of small companies use it instead of a website. So I, I saw that where many, many companies were uh, out of income uh, and very uh, irate about it because they set a lot of their dates, a lot of events going on through it. So uh, from that, that was the primary uh, outcry was, what's going on? And the other part that's important about this, Jeff, is the fact that uh, Facebook is claiming that they're coming out with their own cryptocurrency called Libra. This is a big eye-opener, and I think for many reasons, if this happened in a world where Facebook was controlling, for argument's sake, even 1% of the currency online, this would be an economic disaster on a much bigger scale. So this is something that I think needs to be very much uh, brought up when we're talking about how impactful is Facebook? What does it really mean when it goes down? And, and this is the reality. It could impact small businesses' livelihoods. Yeah, Adam, is there any word about that? Uh, we started this hour by talking about the rocks that his music festival and uh, whether or not folks are going to get to refunds. Uh, what about those that uh, have bought advertising or rely on Instagram and Facebook uh, for revenue uh, for income? Are they going to be refunded any money for this? Do we know? 
Well, Facebook is claiming that there is going to be uh, no charges applicable for any ads that were supposed to be running during the outage. However, Instagram uh, has, and so has WhatsApp, been charging, which is very interesting because Facebook is claiming that even though we uh, individuals may not have been able to have access to it, there were certain areas, the West Coast uh, and certain parts of the world, it was still active. And for those that were globally advertising, there was still... Uh, bills applicable. So it's going to be very difficult, I think, for a lot of people that are going, wait a minute, if it was offline and I paid for this advertising, why am I getting a bill when it wasn't active? According to Facebook, uh, a lot of those advertisements did run, um, and those reports will be available for those later on at the end of the billing cycle in the next month. They'll be able to see it. Um, one point I want to bring up, Jeff, is that when it was down, and I don't know if you happen to go on Facebook or not, one thing I thought was very interesting was that all the photos were missing and, and some of it was somewhat active. You notice that where the photos were, the artificial intelligence was naming the photos. Yeah. And, and that was the one that caught my attention yesterday the most was that, wow, I am a, um, a man, a single man with beard in my photo. <laughs> well, I, actually, that leads me to my last question on this before we move on to a few other uh, items or issues. These AI-generated descriptors of uh, where these pictures would be, uh, where you would see, like, a, you know, image may contain uh, men fishing. <laughs> Is that a glimpse behind the curtain as to yeah. how Facebook uh, works and operates and why we get to ads targeted to us? 100%. That's the part which I was quite intrigued through. In fact, I think I spent a good part of a couple hours going, wow, this is kind of interesting. How did you label my trees and, and park and picnic photo for me taking a selfie on a bike in a, in, on a trail? But at the end, it was very intriguing to see that the artificial intelligence is manipulating or using its its uh, algorithm to read a photo, start to associate items in the photo, and that being said is how it's giving advertisers the chance to really pinpoint and, and, and target their advertising. So uh, when we see, when, if, if anyone does Facebook advertising, it will give you that breakdown of what area, what community do you want people that go outdoors, like hiking, and truthfully, it's not people answering questionnaires, it's that uh, algorithm uh, system of Facebook that goes through our photos, billions of them, and of course uh, organizes it, categorizes it, and then claims that is exactly where we're going to target your ad, right. specifically to these individuals. It's amazing the amount of information that they are gleaming from us. I want to ask you uh, on that uh, topic, are our phones, are they listening to us? And I asked that, Adam, uh, because I was at a golf tournament on the holiday Monday, Afterwards, I was talking with a good friend of mine who had uh, just recently switched brands of golf balls. I had never Googled these golf balls before or looked them up. And then on my Instagram feed the next morning, I saw ads for that brand of, of golf ball. It freaked me out. Yes, and the answer is quickly, yes, it is. It is listening, and I can tell you, uh, if you've given your phone, depending if it's uh, Siri or whether you're letting uh, uh, Android, Google, for example, the minute you give microphone access 
to systems. For example, in your case, you might not have even noticed this. You might have used Instagram or Facebook to sign into another third-party uh, uh, software. When you did that, you probably also gave it permissions at the time when you signed up with Instagram and with Facebook, the ability to have access to your microphone uh, and to the access of your camera. That information, yes, is being used. You've given full access to the powers that be of the Facebook, Instagram world to allow it to be able to hear, similar to when you want to say, okay, Google, or hey, Google, uh, who knows how many phones just went off right there, Jeff. But in that <laughs> moment, that is where you've got your phones or your uh, smart devices are constantly listening. They're listening. Not only are they listening, they are taking photos. They are actually, uh, I don't want to say secretly, but they are visually observing when you have your camera on and when you're looking at something and you're kind of getting that photo together, it is being tracked and being used. But it's, it's allowed because if you read that 3,765-page terms and conditions, <laughs> given it full permission to do so. So keep that in mind. Joined on the line by tech expert Adam Oldfield. A couple of other items we want to hit on. A Samsung, Adam, is being sued over uh, claims that their phones are uh, water-resistant. Apparently, their advertisements uh, made claims over in Australia that uh, you could actually use their phones while swimming and surfing. Well, what they're doing, and this is, uh, this is where it gets muddy, S8 to the S9 were claimed to be uh, water-resistant and waterproof. So where this is becoming a bit of a challenge, and I'm sure this will come to North America, is that the phones in, in the S8 and S9, they were claimed to be fully waterproof. You were able to get into a pool, you were able to probably go in the ocean or surfing or whatever they depicted the image to be. The challenge that, that sort of came up with that is the fact that the S10, and, and some of the other Galaxy models, the A8 and other models, are not fully water compatible. So Samsung's got a defense on their case because they were able to announce that these were, I guess, uh, misleading in, in the format of, while the S8 and the S9 were waterproof up to certain meters, I think it was no more than uh, 15 or 30 meters, um, which is quite deep to be, uh, to be truthful. But in the newer models, uh, I know the Australian authorities right now are coming out and saying, all of your advertising's been misleading. However, uh, it does claim on the website what models are water resistant, not to use it in the ocean, not to go into the water. Or and, and by the way, I know that many people probably think that, hey, if Samsung says it's good, I don't know who's going underwater trying to get shark images with your S10, but it maybe isn't the right equipment to use. So they are claiming it's misleading advertising. And in a sense, I agree it is misleading because they're showing the best of their products and making it look like their entire lines are waterproof. They're not. They're water-resistant, folks. If you are ever questioning whether or not you're addicted to social media, if you're in a swimming pool underwater and you've got to check your Instagram, you've got a problem. Okay? <laughs> you've got a problem. You've got uh, a serious issue. <laughs> just finally, before I let you go, uh, bosses apparently are starting to take smartphones away from employees to boost productivity. Some employees are upset about this, claiming that uh, the right to uh, the Internet and their smartphones phone is actually a human right. Where do you stand on that, on that Adam Oldfield? 
Absolutely not. If you are being employed by by anyone, whether the, whatever the employment is, public or private, uh, it is you're there for a purpose, and that purpose, unless it mandates that you need access to your phone, it does not require you to have access to your phone. So I believe that people need to appreciate that when you're being compensated an hourly wage, you're expected under the terms of your agreement, which you've signed when you're getting uh, uh, compensated, that you shouldn't be needing access at all times. You should be able to have access during your breaks and during your lunch hour. Any time outside of that uh, during regular compensation or working hours, 100% they should not be uh, accessing their, their instant uh, social media or otherwise. It's been proven it's a distraction. I mean, it's so quick to see kitty cats playing with balls and you completely lose focus on what you're doing. That does impact productivity. So I am 100% yes, I'm sorry, the employers do have a right if you're being compensated. You do not, you should not have your smart smartphone uh, accessible to you while working. Your iPhone is not a human right, says Adam Oldfield. Uh, th- there goes Apple's next marketing campaign. Thanks. <laughs> no problem. They can work on a few others. I got some ideas for them. <laughs> Adam, pleasure as always. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jeff.